FMX Network production. A series of the most exciting action imaginable. Welcome to the Leanne Re-Raceables presented by Maxis Tires, Scott Goggles, and Pro Taper. Mathis and Weege revisit the instant classics from yesteryear, spotlighting those historic moto moments that simply never grow old. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Liat Re-Raceables podcast. Another edition, 2024. We are starting it up. Thank you for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. Tell a friend, subscribe, uh, pass it on, all of that. These are really fun to do. And we got a good race for you to uh, listen to this weekend because it's San Diego coming up this weekend. And, uh, yeah, and so we're going to look back at 2005 San Diego, an absolutely epic race. Uh, Ricky Carmichael, Chad Reed going at it. And uh, lots to talk about when it comes to this race. So, Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you to the folks at Liet, Liet.com, Solitaire guys, our Liet guys. And, uh, yeah, great company, uh, whether it's uh, mountain bike gear or dirt bike gear, from boots to helmet to neck braces to gear, they got you covered, Liet.com. And if you want to save at Liet, email us using a contact form at pulpamex.com, and we'll pass that on, and you can get a code to save directly from Liet.com. So thanks to those guys for coming on board with us. Also, Guts Racing, Decal Works, Maxis, Scott Goggles as well. Uh, I'll give us a, a little bit of help for this show so we can keep doing these all year long, man. They're a lot of fun. So uh, thank you for listening. With me to talk about San Diego 05, first up, uh, from RacerX Online, and you'll uh, Supercross TV now as well. Jason Wygant, what's up, Weech? Yeah, we're headed to San Diego this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, hollow grounds, because it's literally, I mean, it's, it's the same piece of land. Uh, where the Snapdragon is of Qualcomm, right? Yep, 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 yep. Um, uh, so this is. Uh, there's been so many epic races. Qualcomm was dearly missed. Uh, I remember you and Ping were very upset uh, that people couldn't throw footballs and have tailgate parties. That was more Ping than me. Oh, that yeah, was more yeah, Ping. Than he you. was very. Yes, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could not throw a football when we were at Peco Park. <laughs> Peco, that's Peco, right? It was yeah. just not enough room for fans to throw a football. Nope. Nope, absolutely. It was a football. But we're back. We got parking this weekend, just like we did in 05. Mm-hmm. It was football throwing that was really upsetting Ping back then. Yes, he was very upset. Uh, also on the line from Red Bull KTM East Coast, uh, crew chief Seth Rarick. What's up, Rarick? What's going on, guys? I'm happy to do another one of these. I like him. Okay, so Snapdragon was the first one last year, Petco for years, and then Qualcomm for decades. Uh, rank them for me, Rarick. Uh, I only went to Qualc- Qualcomm once. Um, uh, Snapdragon was cool last year. I liked the racing, like the the vibe at Petco the best, though, uh, as far as, like, the actual races and the, the stand. Like, you know, the one, uh, was that, like, an apartment or some, something, like, up top? What was that thing in the corner? Like, the brick front? Yeah, the warehouse, an old warehouse or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that was really cool. And then people, like, who live in the apartments across the street could watch the race from their, their balcony. I thought that was really cool, mm-hmm. but the pits sucked. So, yep. pits at Snapdragon were better, but, yeah, I don't know. Either, it doesn't really matter to me. The one thing I'll say about Qualcomm is I only, uh, or not only, but I always remember, like, a lot of bad things happening there as far as, like, uh, was it Justin Smith? Isn't that where he got landed on? And then 
James Marshall. Oh, yeah. It kind of has like a haunted history. James Marshall. Yeah. Yes. James Marshall was there. James yep. Marshall, the Jason Charletta thing. I always remember mm-hmm. that. Oh, so, yeah. Like, so I was always leery of Qualcomm, so kind of glad that got destroyed. You have a good point there. I forgot about Charletta. He passed away. And then uh, Justin Smith, Plano guy, right? Yeah, Frankie was working for him at that day. Yeah, so, yeah, wow. Good. Way, to, way to bring this pod down. Eric, right well, no, I'm just so. I know. So, yeah, just I don't know. I, I know. I know Chad liked Qualcomm, but I was glad they got rid of it. But yeah, uh, I don't know. What about you? Weech? I think the racing at Petco is cooler, but Snapdragon's fine. What about you, Weech? I don't know. There's just to me a ton of nostalgia at the old Qualcomm, and uh, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for that one. Yeah, yep. yeah. Especially when you look back at, at the the sports history, where you have Glover, Marty Smith, Glover, R.J. Dogger, Burnworth. You know, like. Very yep. big Al Cajon, San Diego presence at the very top of the sport for so long. So, yep. yeah, there is some of that, too, uh, also. Um, but, yeah, this is it's 2005. It's a good race. A um, little muddy. I remember that and uh, rewatching it. Rewatching it, uh, it doesn't look as muddy as I thought I remembered it was, but maybe that's also standard definition YouTube video, you know? But I remember it being oh. kind of muddy, so... SD YouTube really makes it hard. Like I'm watching so closely to be like, let's see, you know, RC style or McGrath or mm-hmm. Reed, and like, how does it compare to now? And how much has the level gone up and the bikes? And dude, you can barely see anything. Yeah, dude, which one did you guys watch? The one I watched was Mint. Yeah, but it was still not HD. Even if the YouTube, you know, uploaded it exactly as it was, it's still, it's shocking how bad things looked before HD. Yeah, my vision's gone. I thought it was actually pretty. I thought it was pretty good compared to some of them, dude. After that, I I was watching. Uh, came up on my my suggested for he's like ninety seven Minneapolis, and that was like watching an etch a sketch. That was horrible. <laughs> uh, Weege, were you at this one? Webcast? Yeah, yeah, doing the webcast. Um, and I'll even set the scene here. I mean, this 05 season was supposed to be. I mean, I think the most hyped Anaheim hyped season ever to have. Ricky, James, and Chad uh, together for the first time. Then McGrath coming My out of retirement. whole life, it's about January 8th. Remember that? 100%. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Steve and I did one of these last year with McGrath about this comeback uh, in 05, 06. You had Pastrana attempting a comeback. And uh, by this point in the season, it had all blown up. Stu was already out. Ricky won like four in a row, five in a row coming into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had over a one-race lead in the points. Um, and I was like, dude, I cannot believe this season turned out to be a dud. And thanks for the indomitable spirit of Chad Reed of just never giving up, taking his ass whoopings and coming back the next week. Uh, he breathed a little life into it with a pretty um, epic racer. And also, uh, Tim Ferry also exited the series early, too, this year. So that was a big blow. I heard ticket sales tanked after not, that. Not good for you. Yeah, not good for, not you. Good for me because whenever your yeah. riders hurt, Rarick knows this, whenever your riders hurt, it is uh, test bikes, practice bikes, dyno runs. All that stuff. You're you're not having a great a lot of fun as a race no, mechanic. It's not a, it is not a good time when some of the guys start going out. No, no, it is like, hey man, uh, can you go through the tire cage and like uh, organize <laughs> yeah. the '80s and '90s front front tires? You know, and yeah, it's it's something else. Uh, not not a good time. Yeah, it this. This this bike, by the way, for people who don't remember what whatever, this is the aluminum frame Yamaha. We had steel frames here before. I was on the team, and yeah, a lot of complaining about the steel fr- about the aluminum frames. We were told they were the same um, as the steel frames in terms of flex and and characteristics. But all of our guys, Villeman, Ferry, Chad, 
not happy. So when I look back at this kind of thing, I remember a lot of complaining by all the guys. Timmy was out already. He'd crashed out and I think he missed most of the Supercross season. Um, and um, this is 05. So yeah, it was a really miserable year. He missed a lot of outdoors too. Hurt his knee, hurt his wrist. Anyways, um, yeah, so a lot of, I, I think back, I was at this race, obviously, and I think back and I remember just a lot of complaints about our bike. And man, we had a great bike for a long time. That motor was phenomenal. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's not, uh, not great memories for me this time around, but this was a great race for Chad and RC, uh, as we watched it too, uh, big crash for Ricky and had to go to the semi. He got the ninth gate pick also. So, um, you know, Ricky's night turned out to be all right. Cause he finished second, but Weege, it could have gone real sideways. Dude, these guys, the, the poor guys that had to race the greatest of all time, uh, the amount of times they must've been like, why, why, why does he hit the ground? so softly like you're just waiting for the dude to give you an opening there's not much you can do besides mm-hmm. that like maybe someday he'll finally have a bad race <laughs> and like dude the crash that he has in the heat like as you see it unfolding you're like oh this is gonna be so bad mm-hmm. and it's like meh yeah i go back to san diego on the honda he dies over a triple like just endos and in practice, and we're like, well, that's it for him. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> and then I also go back to a hangtown where he absolutely yard sailed. I think he was on Cowie. Yeah, yeah, PC. I remember that. Absolutely yard yeah, sailed. You're like, oh, bad. he's he's done. He's done. Nope, nope. Probably went one nope. one that day. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think he hit the ground softly. I just think he was a tough son of a bitch. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I think he's both. Like, he had a magical ability to, like, land on tough blocks, and it wouldn't be a problem. Or he screws up in the whoops at one point. I can't remember if there's a heat of the main, and it looks like it's going to be real. And he does go super slow, but mm-hmm. he doesn't crash. Dude, like, how about yeah. Tortelli? How about when he was lapping <laughs> oh, yeah. Seb? How on God's earth did he not just run right in him? Just that would have been yeah. terrible. That was that was inches, right? Inches. Millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, I mean, at least that's what it looked like on the uh, the grainy YouTube video that Weed says. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, you know what's funny, too, is I was going to make a mention of this. RC's got the helmet cam on, and for a long yeah. time, you know, the top guys wouldn't wear this camera. I found that weird, but, you know, he, he had it yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. The only guy is the top dude in the sport is wearing. And the quality cam. wasn't terrible. I yeah. thought the quality being really bad back then, but you know what? The helmet cam didn't look bad at all. Seth, did you think watching this back that the suspension looks soft? Um this... Ricky's yes, but I know Ricky's notorious for yeah. always going softer. Um two things uh, I noticed immediately is one, well, you're talking about the heat race crash. Which think about this nowadays? If um, if that happened to a top guy, they have to go to the LCQ. Say they win the LCQ, they're getting uh, what 18th pick, correct? Would be the best pick you can get. Mm-hmm. So with the semis, because when I watched it last night with my buddy, he goes, "Oh, dude, Ricky didn't get a bad gate for having that bad gate pick." I said, "Yeah, but he only got ninth pick." So think about that. If you DNF the heat, still win the semi, that's still not a bad game. Yeah, nine's fine. Where it compares to eight, nine's 18, fine. 18, you're, our, you're F. Exactly. So yeah. point of what I'm trying to say is bring back semis. Okay. And then the other thing is a lot of times I'll go back and watch old races, and you can tell the guy, like, they're it's like a veteran style. You know what I mean? It's not like the guys ride now. But, dude, when I watch this, Ricky and Chad look just like the guys do now. I mean, they were pushing through jumps, uh, yeah. standing a lot. Like they did not, it did not look dated at all. 
I agree. Yeah, I agree. They, no, they look fine. They look fast. Two stroke Very days. fast. Yeah, like they'd still days. be fast today. Yeah, I thought the stuff just looked soft. Everybody's stuff, I thought, looked soft from just what we watch now. Uh, I don't know. Just Yeah, yeah just, you know. I will say yes, but I feel like that's kind of been yeah. just over time. Everyone's gone stiffer and stiffer and yeah. stiffer, and everything's a little more rigid now. Maybe. But yeah, I agree. But Ricky, for sure, was always on the softer side. I also wanted to bring up the fact that this is 05. This is... We're in this stupid world supercross thing where, you know, we went, Yamaha went in 03, the only team to go, and then we were, whatever, winning this world supercross, but then Daytona didn't count, so then you had two different points, and then the next year, uh, James wins the world, Ricky wins the AMA, uh, the next year, Voss wins, because nobody go like... God, we were so fucked. Wasn't this the year Voss won, 05? Yeah, yeah, this is the year Voss won, I think. Um, Did, or maybe he won the year before. I don't know, but like yeah, then Daytona, then Daytona counted uh, at some time. Then, then, then de- it was just so fuckered. Like, well, right? what do you think? Are, <laughs> right? Aren't we? Aren't we still? Aren't we still there? Now it's we got World Supercross champs. We got no, no, we're not. AMA, that's World two Supercross different series, champs. at least. Yeah, at least that's two different series. Like, this was two series within one series. With only ninety percent of the races counted, yeah, or ten we're, didn't. But sometimes yeah. Daytona didn't, and sometimes Daytona did. And then, like Chad would have a different point total each week. It was just so screwed up, you know, our sport this way around this area. At least we, again, talking about Feld and MX Sports, we're all working together here. We got one SMX thing. Um, you know, I just, I just, I look back at this and I'm like, God. And I remember Voss wanted to run the number one. You know, because he was the World Supercross champion. I was just going to ask, please tell me Voss never ran number one. He ran number one at the World Rounds the next year, I think, whatever. Oh, beautiful. But Yamaha, hey, listen, I was at Yamaha. They promoted the shit out of Voss being World Supercross title. Like, they had uh, massive banners made and, and commercials and cycle news ads. Like, they were stoked. They pr- they were proud of it. They promoted it. It was a big deal. Um, but it was just like, you know, all of us were like, uh, okay, you know, so I do you, don't know. Do you think Daryl Hurley was stoked at Seville? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was stoked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was such a jacked up time for our sport. And then the the leaded, the leaded gas and unleaded and the fuel penalties. Oh, I meant to, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I mean, I meant to ask that earlier. Is 05 the year Ricky got docked, but then they gave him his points back? I think so. 04. No, ten- that was actually 06. 06. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. But who I mean, got docked gas in 05? Wyndham? Chad got docked in 04. Or, oh, 04 went to let it? Low 04 went to let it because Chad was going to win at Salt Lake and then had the fuel penalty and then had to win it in Vegas over over K-Dub. Mm, okay, I thought Wyndham got docked as well. Or no, Wyndham got docked for rough riding with I DD. Oh, that was 04. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yep. I, that was actually one of the maddest I've ever seen Keith McCarty. He was fuming about that. Um but yeah, we had fuel penalties, and then Ricky gets a fuel penalty in 06, and then says, Roger's like, ah, well, we're not racing, and Roger calls his cronies at the FIM, and they reverse it. Like, just think of this whole era, Wygant. Think of this whole era, and just how effed up it was. Yeah, that's a really good point, and the worst part is trying to explain it on the outside. Like, I think most of the hardcore fans, or people like us that are involved, were just like, yeah, we know the AMA series is what everybody's really shooting for, but can you imagine putting together you name it, announcing or a TV show or commercials on TV or whatever, and say that there's two championships and then a championship. And by the way, everybody, here's the weird thing. (laughs) The world championship is actually less prestigious. In fact, most (laughs) of the stars aren't even participating in that. Mm -hmm. All the stars will be racing for the AMA series. 
and a couple of the guys will want to win the world championship. Try to explain that one to a casual fan. Yeah, it was it was a really jacked up error, and we had Whitelock running it, and he sucked, and it was ah. Not great, but, I mean, this was a great night for Chad Reed. Uh, thanks to the folks at Decal Works, by the way. Pulpamex24 is a code to save. Official graphics are Red Bull KTM. Rarick, I don't know if you're aware of that. I, I know you see these bikes all the time, but Decal Works, uh, doing the graphics for Red Bull KTM. Pulpamex24 is the code to save. They'll uh, design anything they need for you and uh, do a great job of it. So thanks to the folks at Decal Works and Guts Racing as well. Uh, Pulpamex24 is the code to save with Guts Racing. Great seat company, lightweight foam, uh, ribbed covers, uh, smooth covers, vintage stuff. When it comes to seats, the guys at Guts Racing, are, they know it, and they can handle it for you uh, uh, from the foam to the base to the cover. Use the code to save. Thank you to the folks at um, uh, Guts Racing as well. We'll tell you more about Maxis and Scott in a little bit. Uh, funny story. Maybe I'll talk to Chad about this. Uh, uh, he loves this story uh, because we were switching to the unleaded fuel. This is 05. We switched to 04. But 05, we had a new blend, and our bikes fouled plugs all the time. It was ridiculous. And so at the Yamaha test track, Seth, you've been there, right? The Yamaha track? Yeah. yeah so it's, yeah. A, it's at the top of a hill. And then, uh, Weege, have you ever been there? Top of a hill. Anyways. Uh, I, um, I've been in that general zone. I don't even remember which of those tracks I've seen, okay, but they're all so together, right? I yeah. got Timmy's bike. I'm kicking it. Kick, 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 kick. Uh, it fouls a plug. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. So just being typical lazy me, I said to myself, I'm going to bump start this thing because, you know, it wasn't fouled really bad. I'm going to bump start it, and, 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 then, and then and then it'll, 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 it'll clear out. And then Chad, Chad goes, yeah, yeah. Chad, you didn't put a new plug in? No, nah, man. Uh, Chad goes, bring a plug with you. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I rolled down the hill from the Yamaha track. Oh, no. Can't get it fired. Oh, no. Oh, that is awesome. Now, at, you asked for it. Just wait. The story gets better. I'm at the bottom of the hill, and I'm not pushing this thing, and I'm stuck, and everyone's laughing, I'm sure, at top because they don't hear the bike running, right? Somebody's driving by. I don't remember who, but they're in a pickup truck. And I'm like, hey, man, let me hold on to the truck, and you pull me up this hill back up to the top. And the guy's like, okay. So they're pulling me up the hill. I get speed wobbles, and absolutely eat shit and oh my god Steve. I'm, I'm covered in road rash gravel my <laughs> face my arms everything and i get to the top and i don't know if i've seen chad laugh more or harder than that because we weren't exactly buddies that around this time we were better than we were and yeah i was not i was very very embarrassed and very angry and yeah not a great day for me not a that is unreal. That is, so I got to say, you asked for that. I did. Oh, I did. God. And <laughs> maybe I'll ask Reedy about it when we get him on the phone here. Uh, but, so wait, you were going to, your plan was to bump start the bike and clean the plug just by ringing it out and then hand it to a rider and say, go do more Supercross laps. I, I think so. I think that was the plan. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> that's great. I, I don't remember, but that sounds about what the plan was. Um <laughs> That sounds like a foolproof plan, honestly. Dude, I don't know what could go wrong. I don't know either, man. <laughs> I don't know either, but really, I, that's what's well thought out. If there was a god, he he showed me because dude, uh, I'm honestly shocked. Once Timmy went out with an injury, you didn't get promoted to team manager. That's such... <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it was it was something else, man. Uh, I do not remember that. I don't. I don't. That was not a great day in my in god. my life. Um, Steve, I am glad to hear that there actually were all these bike. Uh, issues, not with the fouling of the plugs, but with the aluminum frame that Yamaha said would be the same, and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Because 
you know how the internet is and the internet was not invented yesterday it existed back then mm -hmm. so it wasn't quite social media but there were message boards and stuff and people loved rc at this time he had gone from booed to loved and uh you know, Chad starts getting beat. And T then TFS, Chad TFS and Scott Taylor working hard behind the scenes. Yep. Oh, yeah, they had TFS. That was their mole, their leak. But you know what? Credit to them. I wish other people would use the media as leaks. That's how all the sports and all the celebrities do it. So good move. They picked the Factory Spectator who ran the Moto News site and basically like, we're going to give you strategic information to make Ricky look good, which was a brilliant move on their part. I won't even fault them for that. Anyway, Chad starts saying this bike isn't as good as mm -hmm. the bike I won the title on last year. And yeah. you know the fans did not want to hear that. That's just, yeah. stop with the excuses. You suck. Ricky's awesome. Ricky's amazing. You suck. <laughs> stop making excuses. So, honestly, that whole time, I've never truly known. Yeah. I'm like, is that just talk? But, no, you guys no, did it, have it, struggles with you this could, bike. You, we could hang this phone up, and you guys can call DV and Timmy and ask them same thing. Like, it, okay. nobody liked it, man. No one was fans. Yeah, yeah. The, those bell-bottom yep. forks weren't great. We had somebody at Yamaha who told us that the bikes were flexing. So I spent, because Timmy was hurt, I spent about a day and a half making little tiny um, uh, aluminum covers. Do you remember that this this bike had the honeycomb aluminum spars? Yeah, it had the holes in it. Holes yeah. in it. Rare. Yeah. Do you remember that? Um, so, I can't say I do, no. Okay, so I made these little covers, and we strategically, around the pivot point, covered up the holes, like put these covers that I made to fill up the honeycomb, and then we welded them to the frame to stiffen it because someone said the frames are flexing. Very so, scientific. So then we build we build two bikes with the with the exact same bracing and covered up honeycombs. We go to the test track and DV and Chad within two minutes of riding the bike that I spent sixteen hours on modifying are like that thing's a piece of shit. We, <laughs> we didn't tell them what we did. We put bars, suspension, like it was just a dummy bike, like another bike exactly right, and. They got off that thing that was reinforced and said, that thing's a piece of shit. And we're like, okay, great. All right. So so clearly it's not flexing. It's not the problem. Um, you know, but it was things like, like we were doing that. Like that's what we were struggling with, you know? So, yeah. Um, this sounds like a, a record year for you. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's, it's great. What about the time? <laughs> last year okay, what, wrench, wasn't it? What about the time? I'm dynoing in the dyno room. There's a fan in front of it for people who don't know to cool the bike and everything else. And I'm dynoing in the dyno room. I changed the oil in the bike at some point. Must have not have tightened the drain plug well enough. And a few hours into the oil change, the plug comes out. Oil dumps out, but there's a fan there and, oh. sp and sprays oil all over the dyno room. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm like uh yeah hey jimmy i need some rags i got i got a, I got a little are problem you, are you sure you quit or did you get fired <laughs> i did quit i promise uh, uh i i need to ask jimmy this weekend go ahead uh jimmy was the same guy the second day that i started at yamaha he came to the back and said i really wanted to hire paul delorier i didn't want to hire you all right cool man we're we're getting along well. Um, <laughs> hey, at least he's honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I, I do remember that. Yep, great times. Uh, okay, San Diego. Back to San Diego. What else? What else came out to, struck you, Oeach? Uh, the the track is legit, man. Not only oh, you yes. guys mentioned they, yes. they those guys are they look good. They do look good. Chad's scrubbing. Uh, he's blitzing whoops. 
they don't look slow. And the track is legit. Like, I, again, I feel like you hear the old school guys complain and it's uphill in the snow both ways. But as far as steepness and you have to be precise and whoops, like this track is no joke. Dude, yep. The whoops are massive. Yeah. And, and you're right, Weege. I have that written down too. I just have track question mark because it looked like a good track. Yeah. Peaky. Yeah. Peaky, big, jumpy. Um, yeah. Really good. And the, the jump that Chad and Ricky started doing in the main table over single onto the next table off, that would still be Dude. big today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was huge. Yeah. Really, uh, really good race. And then, so, Rarick, I didn't watch the 250s back, 125s. You have some thoughts? Yeah. I cannot wait to, uh, to quiz Nate Dog this weekend because I remember 04, 05, Tedesco was the man. Uh, obviously won both titles. My memory of him was pretty much being unbeatable. I know Billy won a mud race at San Fran. I remember Nate Dog winning, I think he won A1 this year, which was a mud race. But I don't don't really remember anyone beating IT straight up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, dude, Ramsey in the whoops on a non-linkage KTM ate Tedesco up. Uh, absolutely crushed him, caught him, paced him for a while, and uh, went by him in the whoops like he was tied to a tree and and just pulled away, dominated. Yeah. I could not believe it. I uh, I know that everyone complained about those bikes with no linkage, but I definitely got some questions for Nate Dog this weekend because he was flawless. Dude, he hit the whoops like like Chad. Honestly, you need to go back and watch it. Okay. I, I couldn't believe it. And, I, I've never seen the words Nathan Ramsey and uh, – um. Nathan Ramsey and Whoops and Chad, like in the same conversation, but I'll no, no me neither. That, that makes two of us. He right. was unreal and on the podium. Tedesco straight up admitted, which I love the interview, by the way, because there was no excuses about anything. He just said, uh, "Yeah, yep. Nate was well. Uh, Nathan was much better than me in the Whoops, and I struggled, and he beat me straight up." And uh, I was really shocked. I mean, he he's dominated that race. Very very impressive. Think about Nate too. Uh, Honda factory Honda. Factory Kawasaki with Pro Circuit, Yamaha, Yamaha Troy, Suzuki, Factory Suzuki, one year, uh, and now KTM. Nate Dog was just like, "Hey, we got a four-stroke coming. Hire Nathan Ramsey." You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was a journeyman for sure, but he made something out of nothing. He had a great career. Uh, Steve, did you hear that um, uh, when RJ Hampshire there won Anaheim, um, he had heard that Nate won Anaheim, and he wasn't aware of that. He thought that Nate had only won one race in his career. He didn't even realize. Oh, I mean, don't, Nate was a hey, bad don't, dude. Yeah, don't, don't, don't get me started on RJ. His moto knowledge, he, uh, his <laughs> moto history knowledge is below zero. Dude, he didn't even know Pastrana the other day at San Fran. He didn't even know Pastrana jumped into the bay at X Games. Oh, come on! No, I went off on him, dude. No. I went off on him. Yeah, no, I, I, I educate RJ all the time. I educate slash yell at him because it's appalling how little. Oh. He, <laughs> yeah, RJ told me that after in the post race interview at A one, he's like, "Yeah, I just, you know, I don't know Moto Man. I was baseball guy, and I'm just like, yeah, at him, like, dude, he asked head. me. Yeah. That's how the Bay conversation came up. We were waiting for track walk, and he goes, "Hey, do you know what they call this? You know the the Cove area there, right outside the stadium? He goes, you know what they call this Cove area? I'm like, uh, I don't know, something to do with Pastrana. He jumped <laughs> into it, and he goes, what? Like what? What do you call it? He goes, "Oh, McCovey Cove." I go, "Who the hell is McCovey?" McCovey. San- yeah. Yes, some San Francisco Giants baseball guy. I'm like, "Yeah, I know Barry Bonds, dude. I do not know who McCovey McCovey. I don't know who that is." 
And he goes, I didn't know Pastrana jumped in the dude. I had to YouTube the video. I had to educate him all about it. I think he, <laughs> I think he missed track walk, which didn't miss much, but uh, I think he missed all that. Cause I was talking about Pastrana. Uh, and my buddy Lissamore, James Lissamore said, is this the stadium where the steroid guy hit all the home runs? No, okay, see that—that's pretty bad. Yeah, I at least know Barry Bonds. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, RJ was yeah. Nathan crushed it, and uh, good job for Nate Dog. Um, yeah, he, he 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 had a nice career, Nathan Ramsey. <laughs> we don't have time to Steve, for you to get into your also KTM no link stories. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have time. We can skip that. I mean, I just I'll just say this: we had a WP guy come in from Holland. He laid out the dyno of a shock with a linkage and the shock of the WP no link and said, look, same, same. And all the riders want, like, no, 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 not same, not same. So, yeah, there was that. Well, all I know is uh, that this, night yeah. Ramsey must have just had brass balls or something because he was unreal in the whoops. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Nate had a nice career for sure. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at uh, Scott Goggles. You know what, you know what uh, Reedy was wearing on this night? Our guy, Johnny No Scott Sports. Providing the best in goggle technology at all motorsports disciplines for over 50 years. Scott is a global leader in innovation, technology, and design. Scott has always been proud to support racing from grassroots all the way to the top step of MX, Supercross, and off-road. And uh, uh, Weege, our guy Knowles, has been pretty calm this year. We're two rounds down, you know? Yeah, you even reached out earlier this week to mm-hmm. see who was on his list. Yeah. And uh, you threw a couple of reasons to get mad. Yeah. And uh, he's, I don't know, um, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know what? He's still got his guys. Uh, he's got good riders, and he's still holding out hope. He gets podiums, you can't bring him down. So yeah. he's just—is Anderson still his guy? Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anderson yep. got a podium in Anaheim one. You can't bring him down. All right. Scott is excited to relive iconic moments in the sport with the Reraceables podcast, many of which included Scott Goggles. Thank you to those guys for coming on board, and Liet as well. Love the guys at Liet. They got you covered. They got the flex lock boots. They got the nine point five, eight point five helmets, uh, velocity goggles, all of that going on. If you want a discount, email us using the contact form on Pulpamex. We'll give it on to the guys at Liet, and we can get a deal from them just for listening. Do you guys uh, want to bring in Chad Reed? Is that something that might people want to hear from? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Liet Reraceables. Here's Chad Reed talking San Diego, 05. All right, as promised, uh, you can't talk about 05 San Diego without talking to this man. Uh, really good night for him. And I have some questions about some meetings that I read about that I don't even know. Uh, but it's Chad Reed. What's up, Reedy? How are you, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Really good night for you. San Diego's always good. We know that. But this one, man, I rewatched it, Chad, and I know you got him late. I didn't know it was the last lap. I, I forgot about that part. Good job. Yeah, so I, I, my memory was that, I mean, it was a tough season. It was 2005. It was when Yamaha went to the aluminum chassis. And the season started out with a mutter. Um, we had front brake issues, and I ended up 16th at the first race. So, like, title, title defense season. Uh, we were back and forth on forks and rigidity things. And so it was kind of just a disaster of a season. So... San Diego couldn't come any quicker. <laughs> and so it's kind of like that typical first, you know, first football stadium of the year plus San Diego. I had won there in 03. I'd won there in 04. Um, and so I really needed to to pull something out of the bag and, and, and make it happen. So um, got a terrible start from memory. I was almost last out of the 
out of the first turn and then just kind of just kept digging, digging, digging. Track was really tough. It had rained, I mm-hmm. think, up until that point. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't necessarily muddy, but it wasn't necessarily dry either. Uh, big, long set of whoops. So that gave me an opportunity to, you know, eat up Ricky and those things. Um yeah, it was, a, it was a good night. I mean, anytime that you can beat the goat is good, but chasing him down mm-hmm. over 20 laps and kicking his ass on the last lap, uh, and then him trying to go bullseye through the whoops. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> you know, a last ditch effort of trying to, which he, he, let's be honest, he had no shot at trying to get me in whoops. Yeah. Um, even on a 05 Yamaha, so. Uh, yeah, no, it was an awesome event. Yeah, the uh, no, no surprise. You were eating him up in the whoops. He was dropping down into him. He was getting bucked up, and you were right on top of it, uh, and and really got him there. Do you remember? So after the checkers, and things aren't you know at this point between you and RC, you know, not always kosher. Uh, but you guys have seemingly, a, and he hates losing. I mean, he hates losing more than anybody. And you just did that to him. Do you remember anything about that conversation on top of the jump? He patted you on the back, and it looked like more than a normal. Hey, good job. Yeah. I think he probably at that point, he held the cards, you know. So Ricky's always been pretty nice when the cards were in his in his favor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the most part, we were always pretty, you know, we were super competitive, but it always seemed to, we kept it on track. Um, you know, a couple times it bubbled over and boiled over it off track but for the most part we always kept it on track um you know i just i think that he hated losing i hated losing there wasn't a human on earth that i wanted to kick somebody's butt because you just knew it just it hurt so bad when you beat him (laughs) um and so it was just the, the joy of winning plus the fact that you beat ricky was always just high yeah yeah good point um hey i read cycle news about this race and as you know, I was on the team at this point, and in Cycle News, I was gonna say that I'm like, yeah. I was like, I feel like you're on the team, and and so a lot of the things that I'm saying, you're aware yeah. of. So. Well, no, no, here's what I'm not aware of. Cycle News oh. says, Cycle News says you called a meeting at Yamaha. You drove down there on Monday. I don't know which Monday. I don't know if it was. Oh, it was after Indianapolis. So you got four seconds in a row, uh, and we'll we can get into the bike later, uh, the aluminum frame and all that. But Cycle News says after four seconds in a row, you called a meeting at Yamaha. And, and you decided the guys had to make some changes. I was not involved in this meeting. No one told me about this meeting. I don't remember this meeting. Do you remember this meeting? I remember that we, we were just doing things that were not really working. You know, like, uh, I feel like, I don't know, it's like, I mean, you lived that era with us, but it was kind of yeah. like we almost laughed at Honda because they were so terrible and, you know, they were still chasing their butts. They were on Dunlop tires at the time. We were so much further ahead with the Bridgestones. Um, and the shoe was almost on the other foot. Like, we had all these years of laughing at Ricky and how horrendous everything was, and it was almost like we got too cocky and mm-hmm. too comfortable and then, you know, we all heard about how the bike was going to be the same, you know, just typical Japanese aisle, like same, <laughs> like same. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not really. But um, so initial feelings were, I remember the, the, like we had a new fork that had a, a cutout in the bell bottoms mm-hmm. um, that, that kind of Timmy and actually I really remember Timmy and I were always on the fence 
DV seemed like he went to it right away. DV was typical DV where he was really competitive in the off season and at the test track. And so I feel like we kind of got led into, you know, going down a road that mm-hmm. maybe wasn't real. Um, and then finally, I want to say Anaheim two, like I crashed off one of the jumps and it was like literally just one of those things where I'm like, I can't even crash on that jump if I tried to crash on that jump. <laughs> and, you know, and so I basically just was like, this is time out guys. Like we got to, you know, like, okay, the bike's light and we have to add weight to it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, but let's, you know, like I would take my heavier bike from last year <laughs> over this thing all day long. Um, how do we get it to work? Yeah. And that was when we, and I guess that was the beginning of, learning the new generation even today it's mm-hmm. still relevant today of just aluminum chassis and how you have to do things and you know you can have a thought process but you really got to have a big bag of tricks because it's just about figuring out the the balance and the mm-hmm. you know where where it wants to be stiff where it doesn't want to be stiff and and it's still the same today like i see i see honda i see ktm i mean look at ktm they got a couple of different chassis and realistically they're probably all the same and they're just a little here and a little there, but yet mm-hmm. in certain riders, someone wants that, the other rider wants another feeling and, and that's, that's yeah. the opportunity. Well, yeah, you drove down to Yamaha on Monday after the race before. Uh, yeah. I guess I didn't see you. No one told me. Well, you, Mc- you probably, you probably weren't invited Steve, since Tim was hurt and you were the test guy. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Dad <laughs> probably didn't want you there. Nobody asked for my opinion. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a meeting with Keith. Like it yeah. was just, you know, like you had to go, you know, like the, the, let's call it the ground level people mm-hmm. weren't, weren't, we weren't able, we, we kind of had a box of tricks and we needed a bigger box of tricks. And to get the bigger box of tricks, you got to ruffle the feathers and you got to mm-hmm. go to the top. Yep. Um, and so as the reigning champ and a guy that was able to win a lot of races over the two years before that, and then suddenly, you know, I think that to be fair, we had to also, you know, and actually the biggest thing that I remember from that meeting is, uh, in that particular meeting was when I broke it to Keith at the time. Um, you know, Bob Oliver was in the meeting, Keith. Um, I actually think that they even brought in John, John R, Mm -hmm. um, for, for, for old time's sake. Um, you know, Corey and, 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 you know, like, uh, I think rookie at the time, um, and so I first broke it to them that I had rode the Suzuki, uh, before signing my Yamaha contract. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> and so, uh, I said, look guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm coming to come to the table here. I said, I rode that bike and it's really good. You know, I said like, you, we can't just allow Ricky to be, you know, on that good of a bike and think mm-hmm. that we're just going to sit here and think that this motorcycle is good. I'm telling you, it's not as good as the Suzuki. And I said, our last year's bike is as good. This one is not. And so we just kind of had to hit rock bottom a little bit. And seconds at that point mm-hmm. were rock bottom. <laughs> seconds, <laughs> when, were, seconds were rock bottom. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when did you, did you resign going in up by you? Like you wrote the Suzuki off season 04. Yeah, and you know, truthfully speaking, I think that Suzuki was a long way down the road with Ricky, and I think that they used me. It was, 
it was a kind of a tit for tat. They used me because Ricky's knee was, he had a blown out knee. Mm -hmm. And I think that they needed to validate that the bike was good. So they, I think they shown interest in, in me and, and they probably also put pressure on Ricky, you know, maybe Ricky wasn't over the line at that point. Um, so they kind of were putting pressure on Ricky. And, and so it was, I think it was tit for tat. I used it for leverage to get more money out of, out of Yamaha. Um, cause I didn't really have an interest of leaving Yamaha, honestly. Um, but I wanted to also see what else was out there and Yamaha was being really stubborn on a lot of things, you know, gear color. And, um, actually in all honesty, a lot of it was related to gear color at the time, not, not the, not the money. Um, but anyway, I think that Suzuki used me like I used them and, um, they found out that their bike was, you know, in a, in a good space and, I found out that their bike was really good, and we kind of mm -hmm. used it against each other. So and that that, um, that was still a steel frame, the Suzuki, right? Correct. So and essentially, it was a it was a Yamaha clone, you know. Like, yeah, like, they pretty much and, copied the old yeah, yeah, head and cylinder, very very similar to a Yamaha. I think a Yamaha piston fit in that bike. Um, uh, it had a Yamaha uh, linkage. So so basically, even riding it, it was. It actually was a better engine because when I rode it, um, I had rode it after a season on the, which was the first season for us on unleaded. And our first unleaded bike was honestly a turd. <laughs> the fuel we used, I just didn't love. It ran, it ran rough. Um, you know, we were fouling plugs a lot. Um, and so when I rode the Suzuki, it kind of brung, it really opened my mind and, and made me understand that. They're, they were a long way down the road on on engine development, even over us. And so I really had to have that, you know, deep and meaningful conversation with Bob Oliver and say, hey, like, our engine's not bad, but the Suzuki is considerably better. It runs clean like a leaded bike. It makes power like a leaded bike, and it didn't, but it doesn't have all the same problems that we were having. And so then, anyway, that forced you know, a fuel change and uh, various other things along the raid. And then I think our engine was, was on par, you know, as good or better than theirs. Yeah, it's funny, Chad, because, you know, we go to that aluminum frame and the engineers tell us exactly the same characteristics as a steel one. No chance, as you as you said. And then we, go, we get our suspension and we go with these bell-bottom forks that, by the way, have never been used again by any team after this year. Um, it was almost like too many changes on the really good package. You know what? what like, and I think you yeah. know, and knowing what you know today, I think the best thing that we could have done is bolted on stock forks. You know. Well, but we um, we tried, like we said to these guys at Yamaha. You know the game. You know how political it is. I remember being like, "Why don't we go back to last year's forks?" And they're just yeah. like, "No." And I was, no. <laughs> uh, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I actually believe that the other two weren't allowed to do it. I was the only one allowed to go back. Did you go back to the old ones? I. I went back. Oh, because yes. yeah, Tim, so, we were not allowed. So that meeting, <laughs> that so I wasn't allowed to go back. And then after I crashed at Anaheim two, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I, I, that was when I called the meeting and I said like I need to go back. Like it's not okay. Like just at yeah. least put me back on my last year's suspension. Um, and it, like interior, you know, like internals, everything was identical. It was just yeah. an out of the two change. Um which the world would never know that you even changed it at that point, but it's funny that it's so political, and yeah. you see it still today. I mean, yep. one minute's 52 forks, next minute you can't run 49s, next minute you're not even allowed to run 52s, you're only allowed to run 49s. So <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's such a, it's wow. so funny that 
some things just don't change. That probably <laughs> that probably held Timmy back that year. We weren't allowed to go. Imagine I, Timmy had the rug. Right, I yeah. I believe that if if Timmy had been able to use my fork, we he would have been better for sure. No, oh, <laughs> damn it. Steve, Timmy wasn't even racing, was he? At this point, at this point, he was hurt. He, but but maybe we. He, he exited. He exited stage right off of out of Anaheim Stadium. Didn't yeah. he jump? Did yeah, he yeah. two stroke and jump out of the stadium or something? Yes, that's absolutely what happened. Yes. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe he got hurt because of the forks. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. It's possible. You know what I remember most about that race is. There was a, a table to table, which I actually believe it was a. What did it go? I think it went single table. Dude, um, gonna bring well, maybe it, actually, I think it went single, single table, single table. And it was the first time, and it was very big for a two stroke era, but we went double. And then it was like we jumped from table all the way onto On the table two, yeah. and step off. And I remember it was like. It was gnarly, like it was really gnarly, and it was like I think I nailed it, like pretty every lap, if not every lap, um, and that was like a big part of like the race. And I remember that the last lap, uh, as I came over the finish line, like I almost lapped Larocco, and he was third place. Yeah, like it was gnarly. Like Ricky and I were, were so much like we literally lapped up to third <laughs> yeah the the quote from morocco in the, the 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 article that i read he was saying i wish that wouldn't have happened <laughs> Morocco was just like just probably stone face, just like you know. You get you, you get third in the race, yeah. but you're the last one on the track. Right, right. Uh, weed, you got, weed, you got anything for Chad? Yeah, so the last lap, um, what was it like when you finally got to him? Because first of all, it had to be such a relief to be like, okay, I'm sure you're feeling better. Then you're seeing the lap time is reflecting that. And then how did you – do you remember making this move? I think it was in that tabletop section you were talking about. It, it was. And so there was two sets of whoops. And the one set of whoops was right after the finish line. And they were – I just remember them being, like, huge. Like, I'm talking, like, massive for today's – even size whoops on a four stroke. And I just was able to find a line where I could, you know, get through them. And for some reason, the Yamaha, whenever the dirt was loose, like if it was just not typical, like uh, like a hard pack supercross. And back then, I feel like the tracks were much harder than they are today. Um, you know, they just got hard pack. They, the track was just, yeah, like with all the rain, and it just worked. Like I was able to have traction. It got ruddy and the bike was good in those conditions. Like look at, you know, Daytona that year, I was able to beat Ricky pretty handily as well. And, um, anytime it was soft or ruts, I was, I was able to be competitive. And, uh, and then whenever it was hard, I just had just no feeling. Um, and so I just really focused on the whoops after the finish line, just nail them, get them, get on top of them. And I just, it was probably the, the area that I personally could see myself taking the biggest chunks out of him. Um, and so the last lap I got on him in that area. And then I, I mean, it's the last lap of a main event in San Diego and you just, any window or any opportunity that I was going to have, um, or make happen, <laughs> I, yeah. I was going to go for it, but yeah. And the next, basically that we turned it left and then we come down a long straightaway and then it made a 90 degree turn. And I just, 
he left the you know he had he went outside to go double table table and i just threw it up the inside and yeah and blocked him um and then one thing i remember is that i don't know if i rode onto the top of the table and went off but i did something that allowed me to continue the rhythm and he didn't um and that just bought me enough room where he couldn't fight back uh in the next turn and then obviously the whoops were a couple turns later and he was never going to get me there <laughs> he freaking tried though <laughs> yeah he, he did try you gotta <laughs> try. you gotta you gotta give him an a plus for effort for sure yeah. <laughs> i laugh because everybody's like oh once he gets the points lead you know he just he'll just gonna manage it i'm like dude on the last lap he hit the whoops fifth gear wide open and yeah. almost died well that, that <laughs> he, he creates that too like he i know and again like he you know, he, he did. I mean, he was smart. He was not only very, very good and, you know, good, at, but he was so clever at managing. I mean, I, that's why I learned that you had to be there every weekend. You know, when you race a guy like that, that, you know, he learned from Jeremy and, you know, it forces you to have to be really, really good every weekend. And you, a second has to be the worst result. Otherwise you just, you just get eat up by him. And you, if you look at all the years that he beat me in a title chase, it was, you know, 2003, it was a couple six places as a rookie, and that beat, you know, that beat me up. You know, Anaheim 1 beat me up with a 16th. He's just, dude, you just can't, you could never give him anything more than, a, you know, the three points from second to third. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Uh, yeah, great race. Uh, absolutely, really great. It's funny, Chad, like, you know, this wasn't your greatest year. The bike wasn't great. But, you know, as you've told me, 05 Daytona may be your coolest win. Right, uh, 05 Atlanta, maybe one of your worst races. He catches and passes you after he falls, falls down, and then you have I think this that one. Was the very next weekend, was it? You know, yeah. I I believe we went San Diego, Atlanta, Atlanta that year. <laughs> I literally went from crushing him to getting crushed. Yeah, and <laughs> then is, and then you look at this race. Ricky and I's career. <laughs> yeah, like it's just funny that 05. You probably look at 05 and just be like, ah, shit. But it's got Daytona in it. It's got this race in it. Like. There were some shining moments for you in a year that it, didn't it, go. It, yeah, it has a couple of races where you you take those things to the you know to the grave for sure. I mean, you know that was the year that that James raced and he got hurt at the second race and then he came at the end and mm-hmm. there was just insane battles. Like just yeah, no, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't the year of a you know a title defense that you want. But as far as like memories and you know things as a you know, plus 40 vet rider couch racer these days. It, it's always fun to, you know, bench race about about those particular ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Lee Re-Raceables with Chad Reed here, San Diego 05. Great race. Uh, anything else, boys, for Chad? Uh, I'm I, jealous you're all going there this weekend. I'm, <laughs> I love San Diego. It's just such a fun race it, the, the newest stadium doesn't necessarily have the same vibe for me but it's still i think that the fact that you're in downtown san diego um it's it's a really it's a cool vibe chad that uh that table the table the table uh, quad i don't even know what you call that that jump you mentioned earlier that thing was massive and i watched the heats when i rewatched this i watched the whole you know whole thing on youtube but was that just the main event line? Did you that you just started pulling out, or are you guys doing that in the heat? I don't remember either of you jumping in the heat. Yeah, you you put me on the. I now that you've said it, I almost need to go and Google it because Dude, I, I, I I think you I just started busting we, out in the main. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because we did a lot of stuff like that. Like it seems like 
you know, your cards are not really hidden anymore. Like it's kind of like no one really goes and you can't, there's just, there's too many riders and, and bikes capable of doing everything that it seems like today it doesn't have that where like back then it was like all day long you'd just be holding something in your back pocket and you just knew the other guy was going to do it and you just had to get a good start and do it first yeah (laughs) so it could be it it honestly possibly could have been something that we started to bust out in the main event i think it was well i mean at least from what i saw on youtube but dude that thing was massive and what was crazy it was big you started doing it, and Ricky was ahead of you at the time, and he's he, – I don't know if someone jumped in practice or what, but he started jumping it, which was mind-blowing to me watching this. I'm like, how does – like, how did he know just to start jumping that mid-race? That's in, That jump was massive. It was big, and I would have hate to be on a four-stroke at that time, and, you know, the bog, <laughs> the bog oh. off of it would have been so scary. <laughs> I also uh, don't remember you guys – like you said, you lapped up to the Rocco – was that just a San Diego thing? Because I know you guys were in a league of your own, but I don't remember you guys lapping up to third weekly. Like, that was insane. That was a above normal one for sure. I mean, I think the track was a huge separator. Yeah, the two, um, whoop, the two whoop sections definitely the were. The two whoop sections, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, Ricky was obviously very clever at understanding, you know, the, the race and the management of where and, and who his battle was, and you know, I was coming the whole race. And so it wasn't like he was out front controlling, he was going for it too. So it was kind of just, yeah, drop the hammer and go. (laughs) There was a couple of races that we, there was a couple of races that were pretty similar to that, like pretty, pretty big, decent sized leads. But that, that particular one, I think is the biggest that I've experienced, especially in like a dry, like, yes, it was on the, maybe a little wet or ruddy, but it, it wasn't a mud race, but you know, mm-hmm. it was just pretty gnarly. Uh, it was, it was a great race to watch, man. It was really good. And uh, yeah, one you should be proud of for sure. Just hunting them down. Um, did you, Hey Chad, did, last question for me. Uh, Jeremy came back obviously this year and was part-time guy. Did you think that was, were you, were you stoked on that? Like, were you, were you, I mean, obviously he wasn't the King anymore of how he used to be, but he was still pretty damn good. Did you think that was cool? I loved, I mean, I was always the biggest Jeremy fan. So I know, yeah. Um, yeah. The vibe of, like, you know, getting to do opening ceremonies with Jeremy. Um, you know, and he was always upbeat. He was always high tone and just, he was excited to be back at the races, you know, and as a guy that's retired and I didn't, I didn't necessarily get to come back. But, like, you know, when I got to do, what was that, two years ago at St. Louis, um, the vibe and the respect that the kids, the guys <laughs> give you is just really nice. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, I was really appreciative of the opportunity to, to do it with him. And I can only relate to it because Eli at the time was, was winning and, and doing a lot of, you know, at that point we, we were tied at 44 race wins. And I just remember him having a conversation and, and sharing, you know, how much he looked up to me as a kid and, and how cool it was that he got to do opening ceremonies. And I just, it just reminded me of my own self of mm-hmm. that, of, of the joy that I had and, and kind of like, I wasn't, you know, like you're at that Eli was probably a little further in his career than I was at the time. Um, but Eli has that perspective where time's running out, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and he just, he appreciated that. And so it was, 
it was cool. And that was what I remember about Jeremy is just like side by side knacks and, you know, similar gear at the time because we were both full guys and it was cool. Yeah. Great. All right. Anything else for Chad? No, that was awesome, man. I, I don't even think you probably even looked back. You probably just remember all this. Cause I don't, I'm assuming you didn't pull it up today and watch all this. You just literally remember it from, I hate to say yeah, it was no, 19 years ago. <laughs> 19 years. I haven't, I haven't seen that race in probably 19 years, but, um, <laughs> a, few, a few highlights here and there I've obviously seen, but it is, I, I remember it. I could tell you every jump on the track. Um, you know, it was a really short day. I hated the start. I don't know why. I always hated start start straights. That especially San Diego was always famous for having big, long down the middle straightaway. Right? And this particular one, we started on the side of the stadium mm-hmm. and kind of went across diagonally into a almost like ninety forty five oh, degree yeah. turn. You, you definitely and, hit neutral or something because oh, you were dead. I hundred percent hit neutral. So um, off the gate, I hit neutral, and yeah, just I don't know. I didn't. Throughout my whole career, actually, I never got good starts on short straightaways like that. And I, you know, talk about an attitude. I absolutely hated them, and they hated me, too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I could <laughs> – you could turn back the clock and you remember it all. Great. Uh, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it, uh, and uh, glad you're well. And uh, we'll see you at Daytona, I'm guessing. Hope. Yeah. I hope so. Okay. That's, that's the plan. I'd like to go to that one and some of the East Coast ones mm-hmm. where – we're grinding away. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm coach slash mechanic slash bus driver, um, plus practice bike training buddy nowadays. Like I got my 13 year old yeah. flexing on me, and now I'm back in the gym, and which is good. Watch yeah. out, Seth. We're coming for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for a training partner right down the road. Well, we, I got work before I get stupid and come ride with you. So I'm, <laughs> give me a month. <laughs> there you go. Uh, awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Chad. See you guys later. Uh, see ya. Good stuff, Weech. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was unbelievable. Was that was unbelievable. <laughs> so, uh, I just by the way, I was texting with him a little bit, and he did the spark plug story. He uh, he said, "I missed the best part. I'll never forget with laughing emojis." So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. He. Yes. Uh, yep. He said, "Throw a plug in your pocket," and just that never happened. So, uh, yeah, good stuff from that. And uh, it, it is it is funny, though. Like I said, like this was a bad year for Chad. Not happy with the bike. Uh, Ricky went on to win the title. But he loves Daytona. He calls it his biggest win, uh, beating Ricky in Florida at Daytona. And then you have this race, which is, you know, seared into a lot of people's minds. You know, who's, you know, who, this, you know who says this is the best race ever? In the, ever in the history of the sport? Whoa. Lewis Phillips. Whoa, really? Yep, Lewis Phillips. The best ever? He said this is the best race ever. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna have to argue him on that. I didn't. I'm. I didn't even when I can't remember if it was you or Weeds that brought up this race, but I didn't remember it until I went and watched it. Then it all clicked. But it's a good race. But yeah, I went best race ever. Yeah, no, our our guy Lewis Phillips, big fan of that. Uh, hey, I missed whatever happened to Wyndham. Did they just fall? Did they show it? Did I miss that part? Like he was up. Uh, front. They didn't. They didn't show it. I, I don't think because I missed it as well. Yeah, K Dub was in the mix, and then just yeah. Ended up fifth on the night, so uh, I don't know what exactly went on. But uh, and Jeremy kind of slowly went backwards. Uh, it was cool to see the whole shot and look over him and Ricky looked over. I forgot about yeah, that. That was did, awesome. He did say, "Did you see the uh, the pre race interview when 
after he crashed at eight, I think it was eight three, he messed up his ribs and didn't ride for a couple of weeks. He goes, Oh, I've ridden mm -hmm. once in the last two weeks. So I'm just going to see how it goes. Yeah. And, and, uh, I hate to say this cause he's the greatest and he's the king, but definitely looked like he didn't like he rode once in the last two weeks. Cause he was a little rusty. I saw a pre-race thing with Berluti talking about mud tricks and he's wearing that same watch today. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same wow. Oakley, Oakley. They love the foam with the mud, the mud tech tips. It was all about the foam. They, they really like yeah. the foam. <laughs> and it, it didn't even look muddy to me on TV. No, yeah, it looked all right. Okay, uh, Lee at Reraceable San Diego. Anything else, boys? Do you want to move on to the categories or any other closing thoughts? Weege, do you remember anything about the webcast or anything or Jim Holly? Or... Uh, I do remember. It's funny, kind of like Chad. I mean, I remember calling that last lap and uh, Jim and I losing our minds because we finally had uh, the type of battle that I think we expected all year and how exciting that was. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. <clears throat> I did find a weird the TV show starting with you watch a TV show, and for some reason, they're pitching it as McGrath versus Carmichael. And, then, <laughs> and the interview is like that, too. And I'm feeling bad for Jeremy. I'm like, dude, if you're getting rooked into watching this, you're going to be like, why is the the one guy not that good? And it's like, you might want to mention that he was retired for two years. Um, I mean, they casually mention it, but for some reason, they built it up as McGrath versus Carmichael, not Carmichael versus Reed, which I found really odd. I, I didn't take it that way, though. I think it was more just comparing stats at that point in the career, wasn't it? That's how kind of how I took it. Uh, there was a little bit of that also, but the very, very beginning thing is, like, these two these two legends will face off, like, before they even get into the ESPN Speed World beginning. And I'm like, w I don't think anyone was going to the race that day saying, who's going to win, Jeremy or RC? <laughs> like, uh, it was just awesome to have Jeremy there. And by the way, that helmet cam, yeah, we had the live – looking at each other over a triple like that's unbelievable yeah that was cool that was cool hey real quick on the jim holly thing uh you're doing webcast with him you said yeah well at this time he was probably um prepping q slam zoo to come to america to dominate hangtown oh oh yes yeah. that was the year the, <laughs> yeah. juice, was the juice was loose it was oh five. five yep yeah you know i think e each year whatever the Anaheim too. No, this is Indy before this. I'd always stay at Jim's house one week between back-to-back -back Southern California rounds. And so I remember even hanging out with Juice. So it must have been this year, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, okay. Yeah, never mind. I was going to tell Jim Holly's story. But uh, by the way. Well, I was getting very scared when, when Seth was building this Jim Holly story up. I'm like, where is he going with this? Uh, but it was no, just uh, Juice I, Lansing. I don't, I don't just any, Juice. I don't know any of those stories. Our, our age gap is way too big. <laughs> um, by the way. <laughs> he can introduce you if you want, though. He'll... he'll <laughs> no gap is too big. He can bridge that gap. <laughs> Carmichael, Carmichael was saying, uh, Kevin Windham, of all people, usually pretty good when you do lap the guy. It's not very often, but he messed me up really bad. <laughs> Windham lapping. Actually, yeah. hey, I'm glad you brought that up. Look, Chad wrote awesome. Chad did eat him up in certain sections. But the lappers were not doing RC any favors. And credit to him, he didn't really go there like you know how gnarly these guys were on each other back then and i feel like ricky took the high road he could have he, he had plenty of legit reason to talk about the lappers more than he actually <laughs> did so like in the podium he just yeah said he got beat yeah can we uh can we just talk about if he would have connected with tortelli how bad that would have been oh yeah T teammates yeah they were teammates yep no you're right um, that would have been terrible. Uh, there's an update in Cycle Loose from the Star Racing guys, consisting of Isaiah Johnson, Vallejo, and Keith Johnson. So, just <laughs> anybody wanted to know where Star was doing in 05. 
God. I did not know Vallejo wrote for them. Yep. Um, all right, let's do the category, shall we? Let's, yeah. uh, let's do that. Re-raceables. Thank you to folks at Maxis also, by the way. Great tires. Kay Clayson, PRMX guys, running Maxis out there. Uh, did you text Phil, Seth, about Cade? Yes, and it was a very logical answer. Okay. Um, right. Same same thing I had. Okay. Uh, I don't know yep. if you want to go there or not. But no, no, yeah. I just wanted to see if you had reached out. Yes, very logical answer. He did not explode. He said the same thing that I was thinking. So okay. All right. just, just verified my thoughts. That yeah, was it. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the folks at Maxxis Tires, MXSTs, of course. And, uh, yeah, the PR Max guy's doing well. Hunter Yoder, two for two for main events with Maxxis Tires, uh, as well as Cade. He's so. impressive, dude. That kid's he good. He is. Uh, who really won the race? Uh, I got to go with Chad Reed because he really did win the race. But catching Carmichael from way back and passing him on the last lap, yeah, he's the winner, Weech. Yeah, man. That's just a legendary ride. Great point you make about he had his best and worst races in this season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rarick, anybody, any other winners other than Chad? I mean, it's obvious, Chad. Uh, I'll try to switch it up and say Ramsey because he, uh, yeah, demolished the whoops better than anyone on no link. <laughs> All right. Uh, Maxis, uh, oh, sorry, Lee at Reraceables. Who's that guy award? I had to go to the LCQs. To find somebody who I didn't know, I had to go into the into those. Uh, Daniel Blair, nineteenth. Well, I don't know whatever happened to him. He DNS'd the LCQ. So I don't know if Daniel just it was too muddy for Daniel, or maybe his cape got caught in his front sprocket. I don't know. Um, but I had to go to the two fifty class and go back to Chris Bar- Barrett. Chris Barrett, four twenty six from. Pinon Hills, California. Don't know anything about him. He got 11th in the LCQ right behind Hamblin. Ahead of Papworth. Uh, that's where I'm at for the LCQ for Who's That Guy Award. Uh, Seth? Uh, I'm very disappointed in myself in this one because uh, I had I thought 05. I would know everyone on the line in LCQs. Day qualifying didn't matter. I actually have a whole list written down for Who's That Guy Award. <laughs> okay. And when I vaulted most of these guys, most of them are SoCal dudes. So I actually called Kiefer last night about this. <laughs> wow, yeah. homework! Oh yeah, no, I, I did. I I did my homework. That's what a uh, you know, that's what a prepared employee does. Mm-hmm. And uh, who would you say, Chris Barrett? Right, Chris Barrett was my guy. Yeah. Yes. So Kiefer knows him. He's from High Des. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. He was a test rider with Chris at Dirt Rider. I think it was. So okay. he knows him really well. Okay. But out of my whole list, uh, I'm going to narrow one down to a guy that made the main event in 125 class, Josh Tarantino. Uh, ah. Kiefer, Kiefer was aware of him. He was also, I think, High Des guy or Palmdale, something no, like San that. No, San Diego. San Diego guy. Oh, was he San Diego? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, maybe Kiefer had that one messed up. But he was aware of the name but didn't know much about him, and I have... I've never heard of that guy. Maybe it's Quentin Tarantino's nephew. I have no idea. No, I but believe he, he made the main. I believe he segued into a freestyle career. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Josh Tarantino. Uh, absolutely. Yep. I know him. Uh, Weege? Yeah. My who's that guy is uh, never change AMA. Stefan DeMartis from Murrieta, California. Murrieta, mm. California, France. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Uh, he got sixth in the 250 LCQ. Now he's he's from France, according hey, to we, we, California we, France. But we, you cut out? Would you cut out for a minute? Who, who'd you say? Steph- oh, Stefan Demartis. Demartis. Yeah, sixth. Yeah. In oh, the yep. uh, LCQ. I, yeah. I texted I texted Marv about him. He was friends with DV. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no. Man, I, Seth, I, bringing the heat. I've seen Demartis a ton over there, over here, all of it. He raced okay. here a bunch. So, yep, uh, he's a short guy, a little short guy. 
Um, from Marietta, California, France. Never That's change. What listed as. Yep. Yes. Never change. Uh, what about Antonio Balbi Jr. Listed like J. <laughs> the, the whole Jr. is printed out. <laughs> I was tempted to say I've never heard of Antonio Jr. Um, Balbi is his middle name. Yeah. I was tempted to use that one. Yeah. And where, where is he from, Steve? Uh, oh yeah, he's from Riverside, California, Brazil. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, but then, but then Doug DeHaan is from Thorndale, Ontario, Canada. Like that, it really does make sense. Thorndale, Ontario, Canada. So, yeah. It just. What about Renee Reyes? His entry still. His entry said Mexico, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. I yeah, vaguely J- remember him. JT raced with him, I think. Um, Forrest Butler, Brandon Butler, fourteenth and fifteenth in the LCQ. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, Lit Kid Award. I'll let you go first, Seth. What do you think? Um, a probably unpopular opinion from you, but uh, I'm going to say uh, Ricky's Fox Kit. That Fox stuff in that era was it was very sick. It was head and shoulders above everything else. No Fear was still really good, but I go No Fear every show, so I'm going to switch it up. All right. What do you got, uh, Weege? Uh, it's going to be a surprising one. Uh, Ernesto Fonseca. He was in answer at the time, and I thought it was a really strong look, and it looked really clean that this evening. So I'm going to go with uh, Ernie. Are we are we all eliminating Oxbow from DV? Is it Oxbow in 05? I, I thought it was Oxbow. Yeah. You know what? I think I overlooked that Oxbow was. No, yeah, this is Lit Kit. Never mind. I thought we were yeah, going to shit Kit. Yeah, no, this is Lit Kit. I'll go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Lit Kit definitely not Oxbow. I'll go Chad's. Thor blue stuff, really, really good. Thor was on it around this time. They had 18 dudes, Pro Circuit, Chad, Pastrana, um, uh, McGrath, Timmy, uh, Timmy um, Byrne. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. The amount of money Thor was putting out in 05 for riders yeah. is nuts. Yeah. Uh, all right, Shit Kid Award. I, I'll go DV. Yeah, Oxbow. Yeah, I, I overlooked it. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's why when you said Oxbow, I thought you already went on the Shit Kit. But I'm going to say uh, LaRocco's O'Neill. Yeah, it's not great. There's a photo of him in Cycle News. It's not a good. It's not great. He's got this the, over the, the O'Neill helmet is what sent it over the top for me. <laughs> He's got the Chess Pro over top, like we said. It's white. It's just no. I don't. No, I don't see. I don't mind Chess Pros. I think over the jersey Chess Pros look badass. It's just the uh, the O'Neill gear is one thing, but when he wore the helmet, it really it really sent it over the top. But on the other hand, the next year when he wore no fear. Dude, as good as No Fear looked, it did not fit LaRocco. <laughs> it did not. He also wore the No Fear helmet, too, though. He just goes over the top wearing the He's like, no. So Mike needs an intervention. Um, yeah, yeah. No Fear never fit LaRocco. Same thing when, when Dowdy went to No Fear in 2000. I mean, how can you make No Fear look bad? But Dowdy did. Also a wry helmet. Just it wasn't it. Uh, all right, Weed. Shit kit for you. Well, I actually could just completely take everything Seth just said and change it to a different name because Heath Voss is running No Fear, and exactly what he said just applies to this, too. <laughs> okay, fair Yeah, enough. I'll yeah. back that. I'll yeah. back that. The No yeah. Fear helmet, just once No Fear started making helmets is kind of when they went downhill. It's a terrible-looking helmet. The gear is actually okay. Yeah. The, gear looks so, the helmet looks so bad. As, Ezra wore it the year before, too, and the gear was sick, but, man, Ezra yeah. and No Fear helmet, just that just wasn't it. Uh, all right, where's JT? Uh, 20th place in the 250 main event, Weege. Well, no, we got some intel. Yep. I texted him. Chain broke DNF main event, but I was on fire that night. Otherwise, <laughs> was riding really well. <laughs> Damn it, JT. All right. This was Subway Honda, right? Yeah. Yep. 
Was he the only Subway guy who made the main that night? Or was uh, Clark Styles on Subway? Styles would have been on Subway. Olaf made it, didn't he? Olaf was in the mix. Was yeah. he on Subway in 05? Yeah, he was Subway. Yeah. Dude, Olaf was actually solid. They showed him in the semi a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, the, the Styles, Olaf, JT, Jeff Gibson, Subway teams were all good. And know? Ted Campbell. And Ted and the Shadow. Yeah, we called him the Shadow back in the day. Really? Yeah, for reasons I can't get into on this pod. Oh, he was, oh. He was, was low-key good. He, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Jacob Marsak Award. Again, we got to get Jacob Marsak actually on this show. I think we will do it in 2024. That's maybe our vow to you guys. Uh, he is aware that there's a category named after him, or at least his dad is. Uh, but this yes. is for the category of the rider who did the best that you had no idea. Uh, Weege, what do you got? Uh, this is kind of tough because I think we're all pretty keyed up on this era to find anything that you don't oh, remember. No. I think there's an obvious one. Really? Oh, yeah. Yep. I did not see an obvious one. Did I overlook it? Guys, um, guys, Eric McCrumman with a top 10? No, he was good, Steve. Dude, hold on. Hold on. Eric McCrumman. I took that more McCrum- as a, did I forget how good McCrumman was as opposed to, I'm shocked no, to see McCrumman, this. No, McCrumman was good, dude. Shift gear was an MB1 Honda. McCrumman was shift, was naming his gear brand doesn't make him good. No, like, I remember him well. <laughs> I, I remember him well is what I'm trying to say. McCrumman was good. Okay, while looking at his vault here, that was, he's, he never broke the top 10 until this race. This was his only top 10 of his career. No. Absolutely. I'm looking at his vault. Are you serious? Yeah. He's got okay, wait, he's got another tenth. No, he yeah, he has to. McCullen was a good rider. Okay. 14, 16, 11, 16, 11, 10, 13, 13, 38, 21, 18, 13, 20, 24, 29, 27, 38, 38, 8, 17, 11, 27. Yeah, so a little inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> you got McCrumman was a NorCal guy, I believe. Uh, yeah, and listen, and, McCrumman was fast though. He should have been pulling eights all day. <laughs> should have been and never did it again is is two different things. Eric McCrumman is a Jacob Marsak Award winner. Everybody, that's it. That's all. That's I don't want to hear it. Eric McCrumman. Uh, so you guys have anybody? Else? I, I can't argue that. Yeah. Uh, the only one I was going to go with, I remember him making mains here and there. Uh, Michael Young. There's a Mike Young and there's a Michael Young. Uh, got 18th in the uh, 250 class, which is no joke. That's a premier class. So he might have made a bunch of these, but shout out. That's still legit. Uh, manager at Motor Concepts uh, Honda or Motor Concepts Yamaha, Michael Young. Later. Not now. No, yeah. Later, later, on. later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah Very yeah. angry yeah. with me at times. Very angry. Um, oh, did you say some bad things about the team? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> mm. Um. All right. Uh, that's it. Another addition of Lee at Reraceables. Good start to the year, boys. Yeah, really good. And yeah, Rarick, Rarick, we're gonna you get you. We're gonna get you pass. on more. We're gonna get you on more because uh, you're. Hey, good. you guys are just. You're not gonna mention uh, for the Marsac Award, Justin Keeney. That had to be his only top ten. No, Justin Keeney is actually better than Eric McCrumman. <laughs> no way, dude. <laughs> dude, if McCrumman and Keeney. Started side by side and dropped. I'm on Keeney's vault. I'm on Keeney's vault. Okay, so he's had one other top 10, and that's it. Oh, no, no. Buku year. He did get a seventh. Oh, look at that. There's a seventh in there. Dude, Eric McCrumman would kill for Keeney's results. (laughs) These are. Keeney was solid, dude. Dude, I'm trying to to prove you wrong right now, but you know what? Because I was going to say Jeremy Trossi, but he's got an eighth at Irving. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, Josh Tarantino, same as my Who's That Guy. That was his best ever finish. Don't talk shit on Keeney, dude. <laughs> Keeney was good. In that good. McCrumman was badass, though. <laughs> McCrumman's right. my guy. Okay, all right, fair enough. Leary Raceables, come here for the chat the interview. <laughs> Stay for the McCrumman versus Keeney <laughs> shootout. Yeah, exactly. Well, this, w- this stuff is way more important, dude. Everyone knows how Chad's career panned out. Keeney was a four- <laughs> Keeney was a 450 main event staple. For a while. He was not a staple. Staple. <laughs> he raced four fifties one year at the end of his career on a privateer cow and yeah. made a couple mains. Uh okay, a couple, really? That would be like saying Cade is a staple. Okay. He made <laughs> he made eight mains, and who knows how many he actually tried because the privateer maybe didn't go east or west or whatever. He made eight mains in twenty ten on a Cowie four fifty. Like solid. It's better than I thought, but thank you. He and, tried a lot, and he wasn't Buku. Uh, that's that dumb TV show that Holligan had. He was also good on that too. <laughs> that show was awesome, right? So Keeney was in on that. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you to the sponsors: Guts, Max's Decal Works, uh, Scott Goggles, uh, all on board with us. Uh, and thank you to folks at Liat, of course, for making this happen. Thanks to Chad Reed. We started off strong with with a Reedy interview. Uh, Rarick Weech, thanks, boys. All right, See thanks, ya. guys. Have a good night.